Happy New Year! Happy New Year, Joshua! Here we are. It's the brand new year, and we know everything about it because it's definitely happening live right now, and we're not pre-recording this in December. Isn't it amazing? January 1st, everything's changed. I mean, it's just so amazing. I'm back outside again. I'm at bars. I mean, it's like 2020 never existed. This is this is amazing in just one day. Yeah, I don't even own a mask anymore. No, I burned them all last, like this morning. Yeah. <laughs> Let's all kiss on the mouth. Yeah, oh, of course. Yeah, we're pre-recording this. Yeah, we're still in yeah. the doldrums of December, actually. We're early in December. This is December 2nd, so we're just getting a taste of like the vaccine is going to start being available for essential workers soon. Yeah. So hopefully, you know, blessings from the past, everyone watching in the future. We don't even know what's going to be happening with the transition with our elected leaders or any sort of thing like that. So this will be fun to kind of look back on and be like, wow, they were so optimistic and so yeah. hopeful. Or or they were just so unwoke. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, welcome to the Archive Show. Today we're going to just go in the same order we've been going. We're on episode three, The Evil Playground. Mm. So this is one of my original three stories, which were all based on actual events that happened to me in high school. Oh, really? So these are true stories. Because that's usually what I come back around with is I go, Josh, was this a true story? So you're setting it up. These and a few others are based on true stories. And I say based on because memory is a funny thing and it changes over time. And, you know, it had been years since these things happened that I was recalling it back and telling it the way I remembered. So based on true events as I remember it. An evil playground. Yeah, I'll be interested to see how this one holds up because watching back the first two over the past couple of months, I've noticed lots and lots of cursing. Oh, boy. It's the same group of friends okay for like these first three episodes i don't remember in this one if it's all the same friends or if there's new people we will find out you didn't have any other friends probably <laughs> no. you didn't have to call that out i'm kidding i have no friends but also i feel like this is the last one that wasn't like written before i got in there so what i would do is just like stand in the room for like two or three hours and the editing process was like really, really lengthy because I the, there was no story other than my memory. And so I was like pulling it back and being like, oh, no, wait, no. OK, this happened. So that's why some of these are cut like a little crazy or disjointed. OK. And then after this, I started writing them out and using a teleprompter to help me, you know, yeah. kind of stay on track and look in the camera. OK, interesting. So it started off just very raw and just going off of what you remember and then going into like, okay, I'm going to write this stuff down and then turn it into a story. Yeah, once I realized like, oh, this is going to be a weekly show and I'm, there, there's going to be true stories based on true stories, stories that are mostly fiction but have bits of truth in them, that's when it started to become a little bit more refined and, and organized. And we're going back to, this is 2013? Yeah, this is February 22nd, 2013. Oh, wow, okay. When a very evil amount of views... Really? What is it? 666? 66606. Wow. 66,606 views. Let's give it two more. Yeah, let's do it. 
Good evening, world, and thanks for coming to check out Haunting Season. Now, if you don't know who we are, warning, you are watching the third video in a trilogy of videos about my high school paranormal experiences. So, there's just gonna be less details than the first. For the rest of you, before we start, this past weekend, I had my first unofficial official shoot for Haunting Season. Ah, yeah, woo, all right. I shot three shorts over the weekend that I'm gonna release over the next month, and I'm really, really excited about it. If none of you followed the live tweets that I was doing, there's always next time. Or I'm sure there's some sort of history on Twitter. I don't really know Twitter that well, but who does? <laughs> anyway, I'll be releasing one of those shorts on Friday, and you guys can let me know what you think. That being said, I have one final story for you from this trilogy, which I didn't know was a trilogy until I said it in the intro, and I thought that was kind of cool. The High School Trilogy. That sounds lame. The Trilogy of Horror. That sounds too epic. Trilogy of my high school experiences. That sounds a little... So after our experience on Clinton Road, there was kind of a sad turn of events. Dan dropped out of high school and that was pretty much the last time we ever hung out with him. He ended up getting a job and when you get a job at that age, you're pretty much too busy for friends. So we had this other friend, John. John was a littler guy. He was really really into his car, which was this little green Trans Am, and he was really into Hoobastank. Like, he loved Hoobastank so much. He had that song, you know, the Crawling in the dark! That's it! He had that song 99 times on one CD, so that when we drove around, that was the only thing that played. So that's John in a nutshell, and he never wanted to come with us because he didn't think that he wanted to be involved in such things until we had an opening in our group. And then John was like, you know, I guess I could go. So us being sort of uncreative without Dan, Mike says, you know what? We should take John to Clinton Road. And Guy and I are like, that's a great idea. Let's pull on our sweatshirts. And so we all pile into John's green Trans Am Turn on the radio and Finally, Mike's like, look, shut it off. I'm gonna tell you the story. So he goes into this long story about what happened to us at Clinton Road. And John's driving his hands, starting to shake a little bit on the wheel. He's like, that didn't happen. And Guy and I are like, oh no, it happened. And Mike's like, oh yeah, make a turn up here, turn left up there, you know, trying to be all navigator, trying to make up for the loss of Dan, the all-powerful horror hunter. And the weird thing is, as we were driving around, none of us could remember how to get there. And I drove there. And I usually have a pretty photographic memory when it comes to driving. This time, it was just impossible to find for some reason. So finally, we go over these railroad tracks and mountain lakes. We go up this mountain into the woods. We're like, okay, woods, woods, this is great. This is, this is, I remember woods. And Mike's going, I don't think this is right. And John's driving and he's like, I actually don't care if we never find this place because I don't want to go there now. Thanks, Mike. You shouldn't have told me any of those stories. And we're like, no, 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 it's going to be great. Because you know, when you have a paranormal experience, like it's really, 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 really scary when you're there. And then like a week goes by and it's like, remember how scared we were? It was pretty scary. And then a couple weeks go by and you're like, I don't really think I was that scared, to be honest. So we're driving through the woods for what seems like an eternity. And finally we're like, you know what? Let's just go out into the woods. I'm sure something creepy will happen out there. Woods are scary. Woods are very scary, especially at night. So John pulls over the car and we park it on the side of the road there. And we decide to go into the woods. And eventually we get to this playground. And there's a swing set on either side. A slide. 
and one of those merry-go-round like disc things, you know, with like the little handlebars and you spin it really fast. And like we can't even see the road behind us. And there is nothing, no lights, no houses, just woods. And Mike turns around to us and he's like, guys, this is creepy. And Guy is like, do you think this is a real playground? Or like, we're imagining this right now. And I'm like, it's real. It's gotta be real, right? And John's like, I don't like this at all. We should get out of here. And the rest of us are like, no, 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 you can't leave. You can't find something like this and then leave. So we stick around. And then I'm like, hey, John, get on the merry-go-round. We'll spin you around as fast as we can. So we get on the merry-go-round and we're running in a circle and you know, everyone's got the thing and we're laughing and making a whole ruckus because who are we gonna wake up at one in the morning if there's no houses around? And we're running and pushing it. And he's like screaming, stop guys, stop, no. He throws up all over the ground and we're laughing so hard. And then it gets kind of quiet and we hear this. We all look at each other and we're all right here. And Guy's like, did you hear that? And Mike's like, yeah. It sounded like someone's skin on the slide. And John's like, I think we need to get out of here. And I'm like, random sounds happen in the woods all the time. We're gonna be fine. So we're all sitting there and we're thinking about it. And then we notice that the swings on both sides just gently swinging back and forth and back and forth and Mike's like it's the wind right and John's like there's no wind and guy goes we have to go and all of a sudden there's a rustling behind us and we all turn around and there's nothing there and all of a sudden there's a rustling behind us the other way and we all turn around and there's nothing there so guy and John are freaking out at this point guys we gotta go. Let's just go back to the car. Let's just like go to the diner and get some disco fries. And Mike and I are like looking at each other. And we've been through two really interesting and frightening experiences before together. And we kind of give each other this look of recognition. And Mike turns to Guy and John and says, go back to the car. And Guy's like, what do you mean? You're coming with us. And Mike's like, no, we are not. So John and Guy turn around and they go back. And all of a sudden, the noises around us are getting a little bit louder. And the swings are going a little bit. And you're rustling in different points around us as we're standing there, just sort of soaking it in and realizing that we didn't bring any flashlights. So Mike and I are standing there, and I'm like, so what do you want to do? And Mike was like, we got to go into the woods. So we both turn toward the slide where we heard that invisible person go down and we start walking towards it. And all of a sudden it's dead quiet. The swings are no longer swinging. There's no more rustling. And we walk into the woods. We're trying to stay really close to each other. So we always know where the other person is. But all of a sudden, the clouds come over the moon and it is dark. I mean really dark. And as our eyes are adjusting, we notice these little waist high, can't really tell what they are, just like little waist high blurs of white things going through the trees. And we're like trying to adjust our eyes and like look out there and I'm like, hey Mike, did you see that? And Mike's like, shh, yeah, I saw it. What do you think it is? Albino midgets. I'm like, shut up. So we go deeper into the woods, keeping the same distance. It's getting darker 
And then we see another little blur of the white thing going behind a tree. And Mike yells out, We got you, motherfucker! And I'm like, what are you doing? You don't know what that is. Shut up. You're the one making all the noise. Shut up, shut up, shut up. And like these little tiny floating orbs are just like going by. Almost like when you're really tired and you have like those little floaters in your eye. And anytime you try and look at them, they move. And all of a sudden, Mike and I both turn to each other and we go, what? And he's like, what? You, you just tapped me. Shut up. No, you just tapped me on the shoulder. Shut up, you just tapped me on the shoulder. No, I didn't. I was right over here. I'm like, okay, this is weird. Maybe we should go back. And I'm like, yeah, okay. So we turn around. We start making our way back. And there are these little white blurs going through the trees every once in a while. And with it comes a little bit of rustling. We didn't hear the rustling before, and so we both assume that whatever it is is coming closer. And we're walking through the leaves and we're stepping on sticks and every stick that breaks sounds like a thunderclap because we're trying to be so quiet. And all of a sudden they start giggling. So there's giggling and rustling and all of a sudden, ow, Mike, what the fuck? And at the same exact time, ow, Josh, what the fuck? We both completely freeze where we are. And I'm like, Mike, we gotta get to the car. So we start running and we can see the playground and we can see the swings just going and we can see the merry-go-round just spinning. We run straight through the playground and all the way to the car without stopping. And when we get to the car, John and Guy are standing there with the car running and the headlights on and they both get out of the car and they're like, why are you running? What happened? I don't know, there were these things and they were going through the woods and John's like, oh God, oh no. We gotta get in the car, we gotta go. And so we all four get in the car and John slams on the gas and we're off. And we just drive. And we end up going to the diner and we end up going to get disco fries. And as we're there, going over every detail of what happened, we get to the end of it. And they're like, well, why did you say ow? And I'm like, why? I felt something grab my leg. And Mike's like, oh, I felt something grab my shoulder. And John and Guy look at each other. And John goes, did you look at your leg? And Guy's like, did you look at your shoulder? And we're like, no. So I pull up my pant leg and Mike pulls back his shirt and there are three scratch marks across my calf. And there are three scratch marks right across his shoulder blade. And absolutely no rips in our clothing. And as far as I know, that was the last time any of us went out looking for a paranormal experience. Until... <laughs> wow! Until I joined a ghost hunting group in Minneapolis <laughs> and went on many more experiences like this. That is amazing. First off... What are disco fries? Oh yeah, it's kind of, I think it's kind of like the same thing as a Canadian poutine. It's like french oh. fries, gravy, meat, cheese. Okay. That th those sound delicious. Also the 3. So you got 3 on on the back and then 3 on the leg. Yeah, it's funny. I'm I'm really glad I recorded these because I barely remember much, but as I'm watching it like it's it's coming back and I feel like there were scratches across the middle of his back. And I don't remember specifically there being just three, but, you know, I trust myself. Okay. Because that, like, symbolizes something in, in, like, a lot of these, like, I've, I've watched a lot of ghost paranormal stuff. And, like, three usually, well, one, three and three would be six. So that could be, like, a number that is usually associated with the devil. Also, three is father, son, Holy Spirit. Right. And so demonic entities can use that number to mock the Holy Trinity. Yeah, exactly. Which was why, like, the witching hours, 3 a.m. And then when the lights were on, so you were coming out of the playground, and then the mm. car was on and the lights were on, 
was it where the light's going towards the playground? And did you notice? No, perpendicular. Okay. And all of this is kind of true. And this is all taking place in like, is this in Jersey still? Yeah, this is in Jersey. Damn. This is like, I, I, I've, I've tried to find this playground several times since immediately after this happened. Like I tried to like then take other friends to this playground and be like, yeah, it's a haunted playground I found. Never found it again. We just like totally accidentally stumbled upon it while looking for something else. Wow. Probably impossible to go try to find that again. I always remembered it being near this like giant veterinarian building, but like I've, I've turned there and it's not up there either. Wow. And then the actual, the stuff that was on the playground, what would you put like the time frame on it? Like, are they from like most of the, the equipment from like the sixties? Did they have the metal slides? Yeah. Everything was metal and rusty and like worn out, you know, like the merry-go-round thing. I remember being like lopsided, you know, was not smooth operating machinery. Oh my gosh. I would have loved to been, would you, would I have been accepted into your group? I would have loved to been your friend. Oh, absolutely. Yes. I mean, the adventures you guys went on? Oh, my gosh. And I have other stories, too, that I haven't told because they're, like, less eventful. I, I got to boot up my memory now that I'm doing all this stuff again and, and see what comes up. Because I definitely remember figuring out how to get into the sewer system under Lake Hiawatha. There's, like, this tunnel. And you can basically, you go in it, and it runs under the entire town. And we were in there for, like, hours and then popped up in front of, like, a dentist or something in a manhole. <laughs> That's hilarious. Did you wear masks? What What was the smells? I mean, you're in the sewer. Not, like, sewer proper, like uh, storm drains. Gotcha. Okay. I definitely, like, am finding my personality in, in this episode. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're so engaging. And also, I have to say this, you're adorable. Like, did you ever watch Roseanne as as a kid? I'm actually currently watching through it with Courtney. She's watched through it like a million times. I hated it as a kid. Okay. And I love it as an adult. Like I'm watching you and I'm going, I get a little bit of the Rogan, you know, Seth Rogan. But then as I watch <laughs> a little bit more, I'm like, I see a little bit of like the young, adorable little Danny Connor. And then I think about like, oh, that's oh. fun. I like that. Did you catch my new necklace in this one? <laughs> I did. I did. That was the first thing I, I noticed. I was like, oh, Josh is sporting a new uh, necklace there. Yeah, I think I kind of slow down on the necklaces hopefully soon. <laughs> it's like I have a new one every episode. Yeah, it'll be like the doll. You'll be looking like that's the first thing I try to find is like, okay. This one was advanced. It had like a part that hung down. It had like a big red. I think it was like a koi fish like carved out of some sort of. I don't know, bone or something. I was really into Incubus in high school. Oh, yeah. And Hoobastank. And Hoobastank. I thought I was the only one who knew about Hoobastank. We used to say that during high school. I never listened to their music, but that was... That was not an exaggeration. He had that song 99 times on a CD in his car, and it just... And you know what? Catchy song. Good guitar. I can't speak to the rest of the band or the album. Yeah, we just like the name. Hoobastank. So we used to just always say Hoobastank, Hoobastank, but we never knew it was like like a real band. We just thought it was just the funny Have you ever seen Hot Rod? No. It's an Andy Samberg movie where he wants to be a stuntman, but he just sucks at doing stunts. And he gets the wind knocked out of him, and when he wakes up, he's like, Hoobastank. (laughs) (laughs) I do have to call myself out again on the albino little people. Oh, That is not. Yeah, you're going to have to rework or just like hit a beep beep button or something like that yeah i know well so the reality of it is that's like literally the stories that were going around as a kid in that part of new jersey that there was a colony of little people who were albinos who like lived out in the woods i have i don't know who came up with this or why 
but it's this is literally me regurgitating like an urban like, legend that yeah. had been told to me a million times and things were like way less PC back oh, then. Absolutely. But I realize now that neither being a little person nor someone who has a lack of skin pigment. Yeah, that, that, those are both normal things and should not be exiled or, um, you know, made as like some sort of scary or some sort of like freaky thing. Yeah. It's very interesting to go back and watch like stuff that's been on the internet since 2013 with my face and voice that I barely remember and be like, whoa, dude. (laughs) Whoa, dude. Whoa, dude. (laughs) You have so much to learn, young Padawan. And you've learned. You have learned. I have. I've learned some. I have much more learning to do. As we all do. You know what? I cannot wait until we get to April because on April Fool's Day, I released the world's scariest movie and it was a movie i made in college based on plan nine from outer space directed by ed wood yes classic and it's just as good oh just as good (laughs) as it is bad just as bad okay yeah i can't wait to force you to watch that half hour marathon please i say release the cringe Joshua, release the cringe. That'll be April, but before we get there, so I mentioned in the beginning of this one that I had shot a couple of short films because the original idea was like, okay, I only have so many real life stories, so if I'm going to be writing stories, I might as well be writing films as well and like shoot some short films. And so we did some really, really low budget films with some people who you will recognize. Oh, really? Okay. And this is like 2013, 20 Yeah, cuz this video is beginning of February 2013. I think the next couple of videos are films. Okay. So, that'll be fun. I'm off the edge of my seat, Joshua. Edge of my seat. Can't <laughs> wait for April can't come quick enough. That's the Plan 9 from Outer Space. I'm I'm excited for that one, too. Yeah. Well, I enjoyed this greatly. I have yet to be disappointed, and even if I am going to be disappointed, I will lie to you, and I will say, oh my god, it's amazing. No, please don't. That day has to come. There has to be an episode that we pull up where we're like, okay, what were you thinking? (laughs) That should be a, a possible challenge. We could maybe have viewers, listeners, try to find one and be like, oh my gosh, this one is, this one is... Like, what in the world were you thinking on this one? That's a great way to end right there. All right. (laughs) Haunting Season was created by me, Joshua Sterling Bragg. It's produced by Greg Holdsman, Jessica Richman, and executive produced by Matt Gielan, Patrick James Lynch, and Ryan Gielan, and is a joint production of Believe Limited and Matt Gielan. This episode was hosted by me, Cody Dugan. And me, Joshua Sterling Bragg. I also wrote and told this story back in 2013. (laughs) Edited by Colby Crow and select music in this episode, including this final track, was made by North Innsbruck. Links are in the description. If you like our show, please subscribe on your favorite platform. Video versions on YouTube and Facebook. Audio versions wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you can leave us an iTunes review, that would be super helpful and get us up at the same, you know, level as all the other podcasts that are doing paranormal stuff. Help us out. It just takes a couple of seconds. Five stars, four stars, whatever you think is appropriate. Write a little blurb. It's helpful. Next week, we're back for the first time this year since this one was pre-recorded. And we're going to be live. I have no idea what we're going to do because we're recording this one in December. But it's going to be awesome. Trust me. And we're going to launch a new giveaway as well. And then our guest this month is going to be horror author and queen of African horror, Nuzo Ono. And that is an excellent episode. I cannot wait to share because her story is amazing and her stories are incredible. You don't want to miss it, so check it out. See you on the live next week. And in the new year! 